Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel good. Um, It's it's been a a nice couple days. It's been a little chilly, but I like this. I love this weather. So... Uh, I'm happy. I'm Me happy, too. happy. Love it, love it, yep. love it. So, are you have so, you been spending a whole lot of time out on your porch? Not as much this past week. Couple things, you know, the weekend. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, this week, it, I've been a little busy. So, um, Sean um, and I, because Sean leaves on more taping on Thursday, so he leaves tomorrow, Friday. To uh, begin his new law career in New York City, and he starts officially at the law firm of Davis and Polk. Davis Polk, excuse me, and um, he will um, be uh, leaving here and moving to the city to start his new career. So um, his mother will be very um, weepy this weekend, but. Um, <laughs> It will be a good thing for him. Yes, so, it will. Um, yeah, it will. And so on Saturday, over the weekend, he was home, and he said, Mom, let's, can we go to um, um, Beacon for the day, and we'll grab a cheeseburger at this great place that has gluten-free buns and stuff, and there's a, a nice bakery that's gluten-free where we get some baguettes and sourdough bread, which you can't get a lot of places. So um, Deb Dudley and Sean and I went to Beacon, New York for the day on Monday, and it was an absolutely beautiful day, beautiful there. That Mm -hmm. town is just so quaint, and I just absolutely love it, and right on the Hudson. And we sat in the back of this restaurant. It has a little courtyard in the back with... Um, lights and little picnic tables and a couple two-seater tables and it was so perfect and we sat back there and had a nice cheeseburger and fries and um, just it was very very nice we went to the Hudson Valley Glass Company and um, 
bought some, um, I love marbles, Lynn. I love them. And, um, mm-hmm. and Joe, for some reason, Joe Pirro finds so many marbles when he's digging, like planting things in my yard. And he find, yeah. and I said to, to Sean, Sean, was that you and Tommy planting though? Like burying marbles <laughs> or could have been the kids before? I, I have no idea, but we always find marbles and I, I love them. I love any little glass stuff like that. So mm-hmm. in this, um, Hudson Valley Glass Company, they had all these like, two big drawers of all different kinds of round, like, marbles. So I bought a whole bunch of them. They were like 50 cents and 75 cents a piece, and big ones, small ones, medium, real big. I mean, so I have a little dish that I keep in my kitchen on my desk in my kitchen. It's a little heart dish, and I change it all the time for, like, glass pumpkins and glass hearts and candy, glass candy and stuff. I change it throughout the season, and so I filled it with the all of the balls for um, uh, the glass little balls from this place, and I bought Sean a little glass piece for his new apartment, and mm-hmm. um, so we did that. It was very nice, and we had a great day. And so, lots so of when does he start fun. working on Monday? He he starts on October fourth. Okay. Uh-huh. And he will be home for the holiday weekend next weekend. He's um, nice. He's he'll be back home for the long weekend, but he does start and he's all ready to go and good. Um, yeah. Is so he we'll, excited? Yeah, I mean, I, I just like anything else. You start new. It's, you're apprehensive about so many things, but um, oh yeah. You know, it's, he'll be, he'll be fine. Um, he did an internship for this law firm last year, mm-hmm. um, but they were remote because it was during oh, um, yeah. the pandemic. So he was, um, he was not there. Um, so he doesn't, mm-hmm. so he did everything remotely. So we'll see, but yes. And he doesn't even know yet if it'll be remote yet because at this point, I think they're waiting to the last minute to decide because not everyone is in the office there with like so many people in New York City. So um, he'll see, but yeah, he begins and starts and and then he'll be there about 15 months and then he clerks for a judge in Brooklyn for a year after that. Mm -hmm. The the clerkship will start um, in two. 2023 and he'll stay there for a year sounds nice so and then he goes back to the firm um but that's yes so that's he's all ready to go lynn believe it or not well uh, i was with my uh, nephew not this past weekend but weekend before that and he was telling me that he just finished his internship with the federal judge he spent his first year working with uh, the law firm in Philadelphia and then he went to spend the year with the federal judge and finished that and um, really deciding what he wants to do. You know, he said the easy thing would be to just go back to the law firm that he started with and they want him but he said doing the work that he did with the judgeship, with the internship with the judge, made him really wonder about what type of law does he want to practice. Yeah. And I know he, he won't go judge? out he won't go out by on his own for right now, but 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's an interesting time of reflection because there is the track, you know, to follow. And I always think of the uh, the series. I forget the guy's name who wrote the book, and then it became the movie The Firm. Yep. You know, and and there's a certain track. Clancy with the John Clancy. Yeah, Tom Clancy. Is it Tom Clancy? Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, that's, it's already prescribed for you. This is what you do and you do this and you do that next. And and I give him a lot of credit that he actually is saying, I, I need to take some time and decide what type of law I want to practice. Right. And I don't think that he's not, he's not somebody that is really um, motivated by a lot of money. Uh, I'm not, on the other hand, I'm not saying he would pass up anything really great. But I think that's the point, is that it would be easy to go back to the law firm and just slip right into that mode, you know, and say, yes, I know I, know I could make at least this much every year, and it's, it's nice, and I have a lot of freedom, I have a lot of this and that, but I just don't know. I mean, I think... I think it's good that people in his generation are actually seriously thinking about do they want to do the same thing that we all did and, you know, follow that track? Or do right. we want to say, hey, maybe not? Mm-hmm. So I I think it's interesting that, you know, when he started, it was, and I said this to him, I said, you know, Tim, when you started with this firm, you were so excited about this firm because you went out and had dinner with all these young people that were your age and were your peers. And maybe they'd been there three years, four years, five years, whatever it was. And he was all excited about working with them and being with them and felt uh, an ease with them and the, the culture of the firm. And everything was very exciting to him at that moment. And then I said, so what happened to that? He said, I don't know. He said, I, it's not that they aren't great people, but it's just that I think maybe I don't want to go that route. Traditional route, yeah. Yeah. And so, again, I guess. Well, does, say, he, you know? does he know if he Lynn? Does he know if he wants to practice law, or does oh, yeah. he think maybe oh, he wants to no, do something does. that? Okay. He does, but it's just that he. I think he loves the challenge of 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 law, you know. And because every time we talk about anything, he plays the lawyer. You know, he does the whole uh-huh. investigative type questioning and. Right. Sometimes I just say, Tim, quit. <laughs> just, yeah. Just be here. Knock it but, off. Yeah, but he does love it. He does really, he does love it, and he's very good at it. And so I don't know. I mean, he may surprise us all and go into, instead of being in, you know, the public domain, he may become corporate counsel. I don't know. Right. I don't you know. know. But it's interesting that you know that you're telling me the same story about Sean and and I remember Tim being in the same place, and and then how it um, evolves, and right. in a very different way than what you think it's going to be when you get started. So I hope for Sean's sake that he has that opportunity to 
um, to really think about what kind of law he wants to practice. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, a family law practice. Yeah, no. But maybe he, he doesn't want to do that. Who knows? No. But then again, his father didn't either. When we got married, his father had wanted nothing to do with that type oh, of really? law, medical malpractice or uh, personal injury or any of that. He didn't want any of that. And so okay. I would have told you that's the last thing we would have done was move back here from Philadelphia where Tom was a partner at a big major law firm in Philadelphia yeah. and yeah. and decided to open up an office, a satellite office for his dad um, all those years ago in the early mid-90s, and we moved back, and that's what he did, and I would have told you never, and so never say never. And on that note, never say never. We're going to take a quick break because uh, we have to, and we will be right (laughs) back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden, and more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. Uh, My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner for Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm 
specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's um, available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. So I was doing some reading uh, over the weekend and uh, ran... Yeah, and ran into two things that I would never have thought would be on the same subject. Very different, but I think worth talking about. You know, scams and and how these scammers uh, become so creative. It's incredible to me that these people spend their time and energy thinking up very... Well, unique and interesting ways to dupe people. So one comes from AARP, the magazine. And this is interesting because I like the way it it was developed. And I say this because I want people to hear this. This is really important because you can get a call that will sound very much like this. And it sounds very legit. So there's a guy named Doug um, Shadel or Shado. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he has this article in the magazine that's called Meet Becky from Medicare. So he said, recently, a distinctive robocall has bombarded many of the more than 60 million Americans who get their health care via Medicare. It goes like this. Hi, this is Becky, your patient advocate working closely with Medicare. Currently, Medicare is offering precautionary genetic cancer screening nationwide and has recommended that anyone over the age of 50 be tested. These tests help to detect early signs of cancer and are covered by your insurance. If you do not act soon, Medicare may label you as ineligible for coverage please press one to speak to a specialist. So then this guy says, how big is this calling campaign? Since the beginning of the year, it's the number one robocall in almost every community in our customer base. Now, I think that's impressive because my number one is the one about your car warranty. I don't know <laughs> if you get those. Yes, All right, but, do. Okay, so do I. So apparently uh, this is even bigger than that. And there was a, the man who said that was a guy named Aaron Foss, who's the CEO of No More Robo, which provides call blocking services. Okay, so curious about this, I asked Foss, whose company filters over a million phone lines, if he would forward live Becky calls my way so I could hear the pitches. I chatted with 10 so-called specialists, and this is what I learned. First thing, it's Florida calling, but in disguise. When asked, the people I spoke with each told me they were phoning from West Palm Beach, Florida, which has long been a hotbed of telemarketing and fraud. Of course, the caller ID indicated that the calls were coming from elsewhere. Cheyenne, Wyoming, Toledo, Ohio, and so on. The agents gave me three different names for the company they supposedly worked for. 
I was able to find a website for just one of these. And it was a simple four-page site that mirrored the phone pitch. Odd for what purported to be a major national high-tech health business. Number two, they knew not of what they spoke. None of the so-called specialists knew anything about genetic testing beyond the script they were reading. I asked them to give me the medical name for the test, and no one could say anything other than um, it's, you know, a genetic test, a test to check for mutations in your genes. Number three, everyone can qualify. To get the test, I just had to say that I or a relative had previously been diagnosed with cancer, heart disease, or high blood pressure. When I lied that I had hypertension, they each immediately responded, it looks like you pre-qualify. There was no request for my medical records or doctor contact info to confirm. Instead, they would connect me to a licensed physician who would ask me a few questions before the test was ordered. Number four, consult with my own doctor? Nah. I asked each rep if I should check with my physician before ordering the test, and each of them tried to talk me out of it. <laughs> One said, your, your doctor mainly focuses on your health. Like, if you are sick, he tries to heal that. We focus on your genes. Another said, sir, your doctor doesn't provide this genetic test. If so, we wouldn't be talking. But the answer I like best was, being that we are in a pandemic, a doctor wouldn't be able to administer this test because it's a mouth swab. What are what that means. Yeah, exactly. I, I hate and to tell them, but what do they think has been going on for the last year and a half? Exactly. <laughs> that's why you said that's the best one. At this oh, point, God. I had to disengage. The next step would have been to offer a Medicare number, which could have enabled a fraud to occur. So what's really going on? I described the calls to Rebecca Kinney, Director of the Office of Healthcare Information and Counseling at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. She told me there was nothing legitimate about what was happening. Medicare covers genetic screening only in very limited situations and covers diagnostic tests only when the beneficiaries, physicians, identifies a symptom and orders the test. Uh, being told not to speak with my doctor is a big red flag. Oh, While man, scams oh, like these don't normally cost you money directly, they have a huge impact. If you give your Medicare information to a stranger, that person may sell it to other scammers who might try other frauds on you. Um, and so what shocked me about the calls was their brazenness to make millions of calls to Medicare participants, encouraging them to order unneeded tests so the scammers can bill Medicare. <laughs> this is good. It's like committing a bank robbery in broad daylight without a mask. <laughs> That's a good visual. In the meantime, consider talking with those you know who are on Medicare and urge them to disregard calls from Becky and the like. If they're interested in genetic testing, um, they should check with their primary care physician. So that's one. And I thought that was interesting. That it, it sounds Funny. perfectly legitimate. Perfectly legitimate. The second one, this one really tugs at the heartstrings. 
the savings draining scam few victims want to talk about. Gloria, not her real name, was furious with her financial advisor. She wanted to move some money out of one of her accounts and her advisor, Melissa, told her that she was hesitant to help her with the transaction. How dare her advisor intrude into this part of Gloria's life? How dare she ruin what might be Gloria's last chance for a happy relationship after her divorce? But Melissa stuck to her guns. Something about the transaction didn't seem right. With her fiduciary duty, which we must abide by, she had a responsibility to act in her client's best interest even if it was making her upset. This was the transaction Gloria was asking for. Take nearly $50,000 out of her retirement account and transfer it to the European bank account of a man named Thomas. (gasps) A man Gloria had never met. And in fact, someone she had never even spoken to by phone. By and he spelled his of, name T-O-M-A-S. <laughs> no, no, there was an H in there. There was an I'm H in teasing, there. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Go ahead. I know, I know. By enlisting the help of a banking official and eventually the police, Melissa was able to poke major holes in the identity and story that Thomas had been using. Gloria agreed not to send the money. Even so, she felt deeply conflicted, and she sent Thomas a note apologizing for letting him down. Gloria was the victim of a romance scam. She had met Thomas through an online dating site where he claimed to have a job at a Fortune 500 company that required travel to Europe. Soon they were exchanging emails and text messages directly, yet he was careful to to move slowly. Over seven months, their interactions went from friendly to flirtatious to fully romantic. It was not until then that he first asked for money. He said he was on a business trip and there'd been a problem with his credit card. Could she loan him a few thousand dollars to get him out of this jam? Gloria was happy to help. Next time he asked for more. Again, it seemed legitimate and again, Gloria complied. It's the classic con artist ploy of starting small to gain the victim's trust. Then he went Mm -hmm. big asking Gloria to loan him $47,000 to get a shipment out of customs. The specific amount and an official-looking form he faxed were all the convincing she needed, and Gloria would have sent the money. However, her advisory firm had a rule about speaking directly with clients for large withdrawals. That's the story of... Well, you know what, Lynn? I would like to know how many men get duped. Oh, you know, the, the, always these stories are about women who end up with these dirt bags who are just <laughs> scamming for cash and so many people lose their money. How many right? of these men get duped from chicks? That's what I'd like to know. Like, I, what, I would like to know that too. What's the percentage of that? Like lonely men who, you know, get, get duped because they think this, you know, this beautiful woman and she's doing this, she asked for this, and I think to know how it is in the reverse. I think Because in, in all honesty, men need women and and will will by and large be with a woman quicker than a woman will be with a man if they're no longer with another 
their that you know whether it's their husband or boyfriend or whatever you know right. men can't we but determine that most men just can't be alone so i'd That's like right. to know how that works can you i wonder if we could find that out i don't know how um i think it's Let's federal trade commission is the one who does uh keeps up on these scams i maybe going on their website would be in instructable you know it just yeah. it just makes me think because they have to be out there oh they are Chicks or, you know they are so I, I don't know but it is sad that somebody is that lonely that they could mm -hmm. believe it's one thing to be engaged in the conversation for months and take it for what it's worth but it's another thing to actually do what they're asking you to do with relinquishing yeah. cash that just blows my mind you're going to get it, money what really amazed don't even me know. this woman never even saw this man she never met right. him at all all this was done by text well, that's what I mean. there's, always an, wow. there's always an excuse they can't like why would you do that i don't know i guess most she's desperate. people wouldn't even give their own their own family member money yet alone that's right. it off to some bozo they've never even met or seen, for that matter. And using, yeah. oh, and by the way, using, you know, a young Robert Redford's likeliness. You know what I mean? Come on. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're never who they're suppo supposed to be. Right. Oh, my I God. Know. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. But anyway, all right, on that note, we're going to take a break because we have uh, Kate Ruan coming up next from ERA One Source Realty who will give us a little bit of scoop on um, the investment market in multi-unit properties. And uh, we will be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. 
and Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale Partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am Managing Director and Financial Planner for Women of Substance, LLC. That is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google uh, podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and several others. And our guest expert this weekend, this week is, I guess say <laughs> weekend, this week is Kate Ruan, who is a realtor with ERA One Real Estate in Clark Summit. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me. What are Hi, we going to talk about today? Well, I figured maybe we could pick up where we left off uh, last time that we spoke about investment properties. Love mm, it. Great. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. So we, we, we uh, had a whole bunch of things. Didn't you have three different uh, kind of like uh, rules and regulations about how to get into this? I wish I could tell you what the three were, but I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> maybe there's more you can tell us about given the market at the moment. Absolutely. So um, last time what we talked about was really just touched on why our area is a good place to invest um, and spoke about where the market was. I believe last time we spoke when we talked about year over year um, sales comparisons, there was about a $30,000 difference. I pulled it today Um, And in the Greater Scranton Board of Realtors, in comparing August 20 to August of 2021, for the sale of multifamily properties only, the average sale price now has gone from 126 to 174. So almost a $50,000 increase. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's amazing. It is. It's really good for our area. Um, And the good news is that 
in August of 20, we only had 130 active multi-listings, where this year in 21, we had 151. So that does show that our supply is increasing. And while the real estate market is booming nationally due to a shortage and everything else with prices climbing, um, it doesn't mean that it's not a good time to get in the game and to continue or start investing if you haven't yet. Okay, and how about the rents? Are the rents uh, picking up uh, proportionately to the prices? Actually, they're picking up, actually, um, they are picking up proportion proportionally, I would say even more so. Um, I'm noticing that apartments that are currently rented, say, for 700 a month, when my investors or people I know are purchasing them, are now able to be rented for over $1,500 a month. So, wow. the, yeah, the rental increases are even more affected, which is good for homeowners, landlords, and investors. Where are you finding the greatest majority of these hot properties? Are they in the cities or are they outside the city? How is it? But, where, where is it coming from? Really both. So... Um, as you know, like in cities, you're going to find more, um, rental properties. So you'll find more duplexes, triplexes, bigger apartment buildings, et cetera, just because, you know, the majority of people need to live in the city to be able to get to work and for commuting purposes, but even in surrounding suburbs. So if you take Scranton and, you know, you go in the surrounding burbs up in, you know, Mid Valley or Dunmore, Old Forge or even in Luzerne County, you know, Kingston, 44, all over, you're going to find good properties, whether you want to be in the city or right outside of it. Hmm. And I do remember um, last time we had just started to touch on the four different strategies that you brought up for how people do invest or begin investing. Um, yeah. And I think that the one that we talked a little bit about was fix and flip. Um but there still are the other three remaining. So the buy and hold, the burn method, and house hacking, which are all super common and doable in our area. I see people doing all four of those still. Can you repeat those again? Absolutely. So the, and I'm happy to describe them as well. So the okay. first strategy is a fix and flip. The second one is a buy and hold, and that's where you find something more turnkey. Um, the third one is known as the Burr method. So it's B with four R's. That stands for buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. And then the last one is house hacking. And that's a really good strategy for somebody that wants to be a first-time homeowner. Okay. So tell us about what those strategies and why one might be preferable to another depending on where you are in life. Exactly. So all of them are great strategies, but I think when we'll, we go through them, you'll realize that it really is dependent on what result you want and where you are um, with your investments. So the first one is a fix and flip, and that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, our market has been known for those sorts of properties in the past. Um, and this is where somebody would purchase a more rundown home renovate it, and then resell it for a profit. So in our area, most people look to make around about 30K on this endeavor. Um, and the thing with this strategy is there is some risk that's required and a lot of money up front to do those renovations. Um, now, 
there aren't as many flippable listings available in our current market as there once was. And there are loan products out there now more so than there used to be if somebody is looking to do this. I will say, though, for first-time investors, I really don't recommend a fix and flip or anything that requires a major overhaul. Um, I just re- recommend finding something more turnkey or value-add so you can revive, pull some money, and purchase again. In my personal opinion, um, due to the current delays with our construction industry due to the pandemic and the supply chain issues that we're seeing nationally and labor shortages too, I would really recommend waiting a bit myself before jumping into a major fix and flip project at this time. Um, I think you get, Kate, I think with that too, because of that, the risk of getting disgusted or discouraged because you can't fix it as quick as you'd like and take in the time that it's now taking you or not taking you would cause a little frustration on the owner's part and therefore maybe they would, yeah, they'd be less inclined to do it again and think, wait, this is taking way longer. It's not worth the investment based on what my outcome will be. So you're probably right about that because there's way too much uh, lag time these days. There really is. So um, I do a lot of new construction and just to give you an example, when we used to order cabinets for new construction properties about a year ago, it would take two weeks for them to be delivered and installed. Right now, the cabinet manufacturers nationally are letting us know 20 weeks is the minimum. Oh, for just oh wow. Yeah, so that's, what, five months? or um, It's a really yeah. long time. So I wouldn't want my money tied up that long, and I think you'd get a little bit anxious. And it's just not right. as profitable if you have a property sitting that's not being able to be sold or rented. Mm-hmm. So while yep. it's a great strategy, I don't think I would do it right now. Okay. Hey, when you have when you have buyers looking for for the the type that are you know you just want to buy it and rent it immediately that doesn't need a lot of work or just small repairs, do you find um, uh, that most people want tenants already there, or do you see an increase of people who don't want the tenant and want to start out fresh, or is it a combo of both? So that is such a good question. For two reasons. First of all, buying a property that's already um, turnkey, as we'll call it, or in good repair is the second strategy, which is a buy and hold. Um, And to answer your question, a year ago and past my entire career, people looked for properties solely that were already rented because then it was a true Mm -hmm. turnkey. They didn't have to go and market the properties. They didn't have to find tenants. They didn't have to have any vacancy upon you know, taking over that property. Right now in our current environment, it's more advantageous almost for most people. And I find a lot of investors looking for ones that are either month to month tenants or that are vacant just because of the amount of rent that you can get right now Mm -hmm. with a tenant versus what you would have been able to on an old lease. And let's make everyone aware of this fact too, Kate, which so many people don't. If you're a tenant and your property is on the market to be sold, Mm -hmm. um, the new owner, if there's a lease situation, that lease has to be honored, correct? Until the lease is no longer, depending on the situation. Yes. So that people don't get nervous that just because I have a new owner, I have to be bounced out necessarily. If you don't have a lease, um, then of course that can happen. But with, with a lease in place, regardless of the new owner, 
they have to honor that for the time being, correct? 100%, you're absolutely correct. So that's something that I remind my tenants and tenants that I'm showing properties of all the time. Um, It's so important to know that. I know a lot of tenants might feel when they're signing this big and cumbersome lease or this contract that that's there to protect the landlord, to make sure that they get their money um, and you're binded to that. That lease is there just as much to protect the tenant as it is Mm -hmm. the landlord. So the landlord has to uphold their part of it, which is providing you this property in this condition at this rental amount for this length of time. Um, They're contracted to you as well. So that's such a good point that you brought up. Well, I think people need to know that you hear that they get so nervous. Um, what, what's going to happen to me? What's going to, you know, and I've, I've had, I, I know this because I've had people that where this happened and they actually didn't have leases and they were given leases before they put it on the market for that just to protect them. And of course, this was a while ago, long before these rents, because now the rents have skyrocketed in the, in our region, uh, uh, very much so. And people can make more money based on what people are willing to put out um, in, and it's kind of funny because you think so many people are looking to buy, but, but Kate, there's so many people out there who just want the landlord, just they want someone to be their landlord and not have the worry of the taxes. And if something breaks, they call the landlord. So there's still a lot of people out there who want to be in that position to your point of then an investment of this nature is a wise one. Oh, absolutely. So just to give an example, um, I'll give you an example of a, of a buy and hold property, which is our second strategy um, at, that fits right into this. So there was a property in Scranton on Myrtle Street. Um, and I had a an investor purchase this property for a hundred and, you know, about 130000 There was the owner living in one part of it and a tenant living upstairs who was going to leave before they took over the property. Um, So we bought the property. It was a really good deal. He wanted to rent each one out for 900 a month and they were a one bedroom and a two bedroom. We put this on the market and had so many phone calls. We had, we set a two hour window the next day for people to come and look at it. And we had over 40 applications and the landlord was, yeah. And this is, it, they were just appalled because the ones that were in there previously was the owner. And then the other girl was only paying 500. Um, yep. So instantly it was such a good purchase. He did nothing to it. It was a turnkey property. He immediately got each one rented for 900, which is a really good amount of income annually. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, yeah. Um, that's a really, a really good strategy. That's good for somebody who, um, is really in it for the long term, and they aren't looking mm-hmm. to try to, you know, keep buying and selling and kind of playing this game of highs and lows. They just want a really stable property to give them a really good uh, passive monthly income. Mm-hmm. Um, the okay. next, we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> wow! <gasps> so, so already. Are. So tell tell everyone how they can reach you. So the best way to reach me is either my direct cell phone, 302-242-8781, or my email, which is kate.day, D-A-Y-E, at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. 
Okay. Or call the ERA office and ask for Kate and get them in touch with you. And Kate, please come back and see if Leah can hook you up for next year or next year, next month, because we can continue this right after. That would be great. That sounds perfect. It was a pleasure being on with you guys. Thank you for having me. You too, honey. Have a good one. And everyone else out there, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy this uh, fall, nice uh, early fall week. And it's going to be nice. So enjoy it. And we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 